I want winners. I want people that want to win. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You got to put your money where your mouth is, Pete. It's not gambling advice. Hello and welcome to Not Gambling Advice. It is Tuesday, May 9th. I'm your host, Peter Apple, and today I have two MLB best bets as well as a prize picks entry. And Not Gambling Advice is powered by prize picks. Use code JUSTBASEBALL when you download for a full instant deposit match up to $100 on the best daily fantasy app. Quick recap of yesterday, the Sunday night baseball system keeps printing. We moved to 4-1 and one on that system this season after the Brewers won 9-3 to three last night over the Los Angeles Dodgers. Our prize picks game has been terrible, though, if I'm being completely honest with you. We aren't reverse sweeping, right? We aren't losing both sides of the entry, but we just keep going 1-1. One and one. Yesterday, Freddie Peralta, 5 strikeouts. Jay Gervin, 5 strikeouts. So that's a 1-1 one one day on the entry. That doesn't print. I'm going to switch up the way I'm doing them. Instead of betting on players in other games, I'm going to stick with the props moving forward that match my game pick analysis. It's kind of doubling down, but we aren't winning the other prize picks entry. So yeah, I'm going to start doubling down because the game picks have been pretty solid going 6-4 and four in our last 10 picks. And our straight plays record is 53-45 and 45, plus 4.15 units. And our prize picks record is down minus 1.8 units on .2 unit plays. That sucks, but let's get it back. I'm using BetMGM lines only this season. There's a link in the episode description for a risk-free $1,000 bet. You can also use code JBFANS. It's J-B-F-A-N-S. If you are betting on an MLB game, wager $10 on any MLB Moneyline and receive $100 in bonus bets. Once the bet is settled, you'll see that in your account, but you also might see $200 depending on the state that you live in. Let's get into the first game, which is the Toronto Blue Jays are traveling to Citizens Bank Park to play the Philadelphia Phillies at 6.40 p.m. Eastern. The pitching matchup is Alec Manoa versus Aaron Nola. We have two name-brand pitchers going, but neither have lived up to the name on their jersey this season. I believe brighter days are ahead for both starters, but today will be one of their toughest matchups. This is a matchup of two top 10 offenses against right-handed pitching in a hitter-friendly ballpark. These two could even be pitching well, and I would still lean the over. Alec Manoa does not look the same as he did last year, but it's even worse than I originally thought. Manoa never had electrifying stuff, but he did a fantastic job limiting hard contact and free passes. In 2022, he sat in the 92nd percentile in hard hit rate and the 70th percentile in walk rate. His hard hit rate has increased by 9% this season, dropping him to the 36th percentile. He was never a big strikeout guy, but he entered the league with a 27.7% K rate, but is now sitting at 18.1%. This number drop-off has shown much more in his XERA than his actual ERA this season, which is separated by two full runs, 4.71 ERA, 6.70 XERA. He's going up against the Phillies offense with a clear better split this season against right-handed pitching. Against righties, the Phillies have the 8th highest hard hit rate, or excuse me, the 8th highest WRC plus at 109 and the 7th highest OPS at 769. The Phillies perform well against above average The Phillies perform well above averagely at least against sinkers and fastballs with a few hitters destroying sliders. That's what they're going to see from Manoa today. 
On the flip side, the Blue Jays' offense is a train that doesn't seem to stop anytime soon. They rank 7th in baseball and WRC Plus against righties at 112 and 8th in OPS at 759. They're going to go up against Aaron Nola, who has seen a decline in stuff to begin the season. He's still throwing plenty of strikes, but he's leaving the balls in the middle of the zone and has seen a decrease in velocity. His four-seam fastball and sinker have called at least one have fallen at least one miles an hour since last year, and the whiff rates are down across the board. His 19.2% strikeout rate and 36% ground ball rate are also the lowest of his career. The Blue Jays' offense won't do him any favors, and haven't when they've seen him well. It's a small sample, but in 32 plate appearances, Nola is rocking a 419 opponent average, a 447 ex-woba, and a 672 expected slugging against the Jays' current roster. The Phillies' bullpen is very inconsistent. They either look great or allow a blow-up. They sit with the fifth-worst bullpen ERA at 5.20. The Blue Jays' bullpen has plenty of solid arms, but they haven't been performing from a production standpoint, sitting with a 397 ERA, good for 14th in baseball. Citizens Bank Park ranks as the fourth highest run scoring environment today with an 8 to 10 mile an hour wind blowing out with temperatures around 70 degrees. It's a good day for baseball. Runs should be scored all game, both early and late. The line has moved a lot since I sent it out to my subscribers, which you can find the link in the episode description to get my plays early, but my model still sees value at the current number. If you find 8.5, Play it the same unit size I did. I think it flies. If you can only get nine, I just wouldn't lay the juice. Play for one unit because the value is kind of gone, but I still see it. Um, my sim being at nine and a half. So the play is the Blue Jays versus the Phillies over eight runs at minus 120. It's 1.2 units to win one unit. The next game is the Boston Red Sox versus the Atlanta Braves at 7.20 p.m. Eastern. The pitching matchup is Nick Pavetta versus Charlie Morton. Holy regression. These two guys have performed decently well from a production standpoint, but the underlying metrics spell trouble. Charlie Morton is still spinning an excellent curveball. It ranks as one baseball's best by one of baseball's best by Stuff Plus, leading to his 3.38 ERA as it's bailed him out of innings with plenty of runners on. The problem is every other pitch he throws, as his fastball and sinker have been getting crushed. The Red Sox have been solid against curveballs, especially Alex Verdugo and Rafael Devers recording positive run values against those pitches. Charlie Morton has a 5.24 X ERA. The metric points to negative regression for a couple of reasons. For one, a starter can't survive on one pitch for so long. While his curveball has been fantastic, its hitters know they can start to sit on it, knowing his sinker and fastball aren't working. Major League hitters can tee off that. His strikeout rate has dropped by 8% from 2022, and he's registered the highest walk rate of his career since 2016. Morton is a former Tampa Bay Ray, so the Red Sox know what they're going up against. Morton will face off against a Red Sox team that is not only rolling on offense, but has success against him. In 92 plate appearances against the Red Sox current roster, rocking a 298 opponent batting average, 333 X Woba, and a 443 expected slug. Those numbers aren't amazing, but they are above average. And the Red Sox also rank third in baseball in WRC Plus at 118 and second in OPS against right-handers at 814. Nick Pavetta is not safe either. The quality of contact against Pavetta, who is a former Philly within the Braves division, is very worrisome. In 121 plate appearances against the Braves' current roster, Pavetta is rocking a 374 ex Woba, a 285 expected batting average, and a 562 expected slug. This season, the contact quality against Pavetta has been terrible. Sitting in the fourth percentile in hard hit rate, he's allowing a concerning level of barrels, which is balls hit over 95 miles an hour, sitting in the first percentile, meaning he sits at the bottom of the barrel. No pun intended. Eh, kind of pun intended. The Braves are tied with the Rays for the highest barrel rate in baseball. This just won't be pretty. The first five over is probably the play, 
but I still don't believe in the Red Sox bullpen. Outside of Kenley Jansen, who is a former Brave, which, of course, benefits Atlanta, the Red Sox bullpen has plenty of overperforming arms. The Braves bullpen is great on paper, but they've tended to blow more leads than people might expect. They've even ruined some stuff for me. I also want to play the full game because it's entirely possible that Morton will perform well enough to keep the first five total between five to six runs. It's currently at five and a half. These offenses are too damn good to truly worry about bullpens, especially when they aren't elite right now. And the total, again, has moved since I sent it out to my subscribers at nine runs, but it's still playable at nine and a half. I need 10 runs to win anyway, and the sim model has the total at 10. So even at 9.5, there's still value. And if you can only find 10, would just lower the unit size because I still think it hits. However, as I'm recording this right now, I'm looking at 9.5 on BetMGM, which is still worthy of a full unit. So the pick is the Red Sox versus the Braves over 9 runs at minus 120. It's 1.2 units to win one unit. All right, let's get to the prize picks entry and the shit better hit because we need it. Uh, the first leg is Nick Pavetta over 5 hits allowed. Right, I think this only doesn't hit if Pavetta gets root for giving up grand slams. The Braves are a barrel machine that kills righties, and Pavetta allows close to the most barrels in Major League Baseball. Hitting the ball hard results in hits, and five seems more likely to happen. His over on hits is five and a half on books, juiced towards the under. It makes sense. He's averaged five hits allowed over his past five starts, but his earned run total is at two and a half, which is minus 165 to go over. The runs will be there, and the hits should follow. The second leg is Alec Manoa under 29.5 fantasy score. I actually think the Phillies win this game on top of both pitchers not doing well. My model is the Phillies is bigger favorites than the current line, and we know so many people are going to jump on Alex Manoa. Alec Manoa is an underdog. This is my way of kind of taking the Phillies without betting on them because I'm already back in the over. Manoa would need a win or a really good quality start to go over 29.5 because the strikeouts aren't going to be there for him. His hits allowed and earned runs total are majorly juiced towards the over. This should just be a really tough day for him. Really appreciate you guys listening. Again, we will be Twitch streaming on twitch.tv slash fans from 4.30 p.m. Eastern to 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Hopefully to see you guys all there to break down my picks, go over the model, and bring on a bunch of different cappers to listen to their picks. Again, I have always said, I think this Dub Club subscription is going to be profitable for you just based on beating closing lines, which is important if you want to make money long term, right? Gave out the Blue Jays Phillies over at 8, Red Sox Braves over at 9, and both of those have almost gone up a full run. In the long term, if you are serious about tailing, I think that's the best way to do it. Really appreciate it. But again, picks are still going to be free, but the lines just will move. They tend to move. Sometimes they don't move in my direction, but more often than not, they do. I don't ask to spend a dime. Of course, the plays will still remain free as they are released. All I ask is is the best way to support is to rate this podcast five stars, whether it be on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We're nearing 200 episodes of Not Gambling Advice. It has been such a fun ride with you all. I really hope that you've enjoyed all the content so far, and I don't plan on stopping anytime soon. Appreciate you guys again, but we have to remember, it's Not Gambling Advice. <laughs>